Good morning. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. Look who's found the studio again. Hi, Goodman Strauss. <laughs> hey, Kyle. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, it's summertime. It's terrific. It, it is summertime in Arkansas, and and uh, we're talking mid-90s and high humidity. This well, little secret of mine, this is my favorite time of year. Really? Mine yeah, too. Yeah. I really do like summer. June, July, and you're getting August. ready to teach again. No, I'm on sabbatical. That's right. You're on sabbatical. So, lucky so, me. So what are we going to talk about in the math well, factor? Uh, very briefly, I wanted yes. just to discuss the clock problem that we discussed the other day. Yes. Now, um, so I'm not actually sure, thinking about it, which question I asked, whether we have, <laughs> we have either a clock where the two hands are the same, mm-hmm. and at a certain number of times a day, you just can't tell quite which time it is because, you know, you can't tell. It would make sense either way if one hand was the right. hour hand and one hand was the second hand. Versus a slightly different problem, which I didn't even realize there was a distinction, which is mm. that... How many times a day can you switch the two hands and have it make sense? And here's the difference. Okay. Eleven times a day, the hands are in the two spot, and the two hands are in the same spot. Mm-hmm. That's not ambiguous what time it is. Right. 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 But on the other hand, you can switch the, t- the hands and have it still make sense. So that's a difference of sure. eleven either that way. That makes sense. Well, the answer is 143 times a day you can switch the two hands. 143. And it's ambiguous. 132. Times a day. Oh, I see. Okay, right. 143, you might realize, is one less than 12 times 12. Well, right? A gross minus one. A gross minus one. And uh, it turns out that roughly every five minutes, a little tiny bit more than every five minutes, the time is ambiguous. Hmm. There are 144 five-minute segments in a day. Uh, actually, it works out so that it exactly works out so that 143 times. It's equally spaced throughout the day. Here's some times. So I thought you might enjoy oh, yeah, this. I, I was going to say, yes. Here. Okay. So uh, we're looking at this, and and this one is is what? 12, 10, 04. So 12, uh, 10 minutes past 12. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, what, what would you say? 12, 10, right. 4, and 28, 143rd seconds. Oh, You can't okay. quite tell if that is, on the other hand, uh, 2 p.m. and 50 seconds, 50 and 50, 143rd seconds. Now. Here, I have a whole grid of them. You can check <laughs> sure them all out. you do. See, here they all are. Okay. Here's so no- here's, here's one where it's hard to tell because it could be 11, it could be 4, four o'clock, but 11 minutes and 44 and 128, 143rds seconds after 4, or, or uh, 2 o'clock, 20 minutes past 2, 58 and 106 43rds, 143rd seconds after that. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And I'll put it on the webpage, uh, these pictures, the, so you okay. can see it. Let me just, you know, in radio, often we have to get somewhat specific about time. It's six and a half minutes after four or something. I don't think I've ever given a 143, <laughs> you know, down to the 143rd of a well, second. that's the difference between, when you deal with mathematicians... <laughs> You just don't know what's going to happen. Let me just say briefly why this is. I, I tried so hard to come up with a verbal way of talking about this. Okay. But in the end, what it really just comes down to is if you graph on a – you put take a piece mm-hmm. of graph paper and you plot the positions of the sure. hands going from 0 degrees to 360 degrees mm-hmm. versus the other hand going from 0 to 360 degrees. You get a bunch of lines. And if you flip the two hands, you get a different bunch of lines. And they make a beautiful little grid, and they just and I'll put that on the web page too. And they intersect 143 times. Now, for the first time in the 
lengthy career of Math Factor, I'm going to ask a question. Oh, yeah. That's not the first time. Well, no, not, but I mean, ask like, a, what are you talking uh, about? No, no. <laughs> I mean, a question to the vast listening oh, great. world. Hey, uh, great. There should be a name for these times. Oh, there, there should, should be, be a term for these times. Oh, yeah. If you can come up with a clever term, we'll send you something really special. Yeah, send us the clever term and we'll send you something special. Math Factor at uark.edu. There's got to be a name. You're yeah. right. All right. I don't know what it is. No, I don't either. That's why we've got very brilliant people listening to us. Uh, do you want to launch another one? Oh, I do. Oh, good. So this is out of a book I've temporarily forgotten the name of, which mm-hmm. I'll put on the webpage as well. It's The Dog Days of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, so you can have a set, just pick a set of numbers. How about three and five, because I worked that one out a second ago. Okay. Three is Babe Ruth's number, five is George Brett's. All right. Okay. So three and five. Mm-hmm. And I've actually, I've also kind of spaced out on the name of the property that we want here. But let's just say that it sums perfectly. So okay. a set sums perfectly if every one of the... Um, numbers in it divides the sum of the set. So three and five obviously don't divide eight, so no. it doesn't sum perfectly. Right. Okay, one, two, and three. One, two, and three add up to six. And then they can be... That's right. And in fact, six is called a perfect number for precisely this reason, that one, two, and three are all of its divisors, and they add up perfectly mm. to it. Well, here's the puzzle. Okay. It turns out that if no matter what numbers you start with, you can always throw a few more into your set, and it'll be a, a perfectly summing set. So, for example, at 3 and 5, if you throw in 10, 12, and 30, uh, oh, that okay. sums to 60. Yeah, so 60 divided by 30 is 2, by 12 is uh, 5, by 10 is 6, by 5 is 12, and it, is 3 all is of them 20. go in evenly. Right. right. So, that's the question. How do you do it in general? Like if I gave you 3, 7, and 11. Oh, there's some sort of way that you... Well, yeah. How, so, there's a method. Actually, I know of, of at least two, but they're basically the same. And there's probably lots of variations on it. So if I walked up to you and said, I've got a set of of four and nine. Four and nine. You want me to do it? If you can, Mr. Wizard. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a... Let's try it. Oh, well, I hope I can do it. Now I'm really setting myself up. Well, you just said, you said there was a way. Okay, okay. All right. I didn't mean to be challenged that way, but... <laughs> <laughs> didn't, uh... I didn't. I just thought it'd be easy. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Okay. So, okay. So you got four and seven. We obviously had to edit out a long <laughs> silence there. No, it was four and nine. I beg oh, four your pardon. Four and nine. I apologize. I apologize. Four and nine. We can add twenty-seven, mm-hmm. thirty-two. No, no, no. That's going to give the whole thing away. Let's just say that the total, at least one possible total, once we add numbers in, is 864. All right. There you go. Okay. Send us in your answers, and or in the form of a little program if you want to do it that way. And uh, yes, and and then uh, and we will return shortly with another podcast. Yeah, mathfactor at uark.edu. Thanks. Heim, thanks a lot. Heim Goodman Strauss is a math professor at the University of Arkansas. This is Ozarks at Large.